Looking upward, I surveyed the ceiling of my prison. It was some 30 or 40 feet overhead and constructed much as the side walls. A slight noise attracted my notice, and looking to the floor, I saw several enormous rats traversing it. They had issued from the well, which lay just within view to my right. Even then, while I gazed, they came up in troops, hurriedly, with ravenous eyes, alert by the scent of meat. From this, it required much effort and attention to scare them away. Edgar Allan Poe, The Pit and the Pendulum Welcome back to the Wellhouse Exorcism. This is your ghost of a host with the most, Shanna. It's Pukwa PJ. That's right. And for part two of Eastern State Penitentiary, we have a special guest, and that is... Hi, Carrie. Can we say you're Carrie from Stephen King? Because that would be oh, like... yes, because it's spelled the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking at my phone the other day of like all the parents I talked to for my gifted students and whatnot... And I have like five carries in my phone, and you're all about the same age. So I'm wondering if you were named after a mm. certain book slash movie. Um, here's the thing. I believe my mom said I had an aunt Carrie. Oh, okay. But my mother is a very big Stephen King fan. Like, could huge. also be Carrie. Um, what's her last name? Oh my gosh, she feels so terrible. But Fisher. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so no surprise. And you all have it spelled the same way with an I-E. Really? Yeah. My phone is just all carries, all the way down. That is odd, because I always thought I had such a weird name growing up. My name is Shanna. Like, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) My my dad wanted to call me Crystal from that soap opera. What was that soap opera? It was the horror soap opera. Horror soap opera. There was a horror soap opera? Dark Shadows. Oh, Dark Shadows. Dark shadows. So, and then my cousin, who is like a sister to me, her name is Christine. So we have two Stephen King books. We have Christine oh, yeah, and you Carrie. Do. Nice. Yes. One's covered in blood, one's like, you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have you here because you're just mildly obsessed with Eastern State. Obsessed is the correct word. <laughs> Um, not mildly, no adverb no, for you. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so this is part two. Um, in part one, if you are listening, you will um, go back and listen to part one because that is the history, the very big overview of what Eastern State is, um, the idea behind the Pennsylvania system of jailing, um, the idea of penitentiaries being a place for penitents and kind of fixing the moral person. Part two, this one's going to be all about personal stories, and it's all Carrie. I'm just going to sit here and smile. And then <laughs> part three will be all the spooky, spooky stuff and all the hospital crazy doctor stuff with uh, Jackie. She's one of our most devout listeners, and she's also a nurse. So she's in charge of discussing like the, the iron gag and oh, whatnot. I know. That's, Dr. That's Bacon. The iron gag or when they – the water – Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's that's scary stuff. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. The idea of being splashed with water and then hung out in the middle of winter. Like, this is Pennsylvania. Like, it's cold. That's some Elizabeth Bouchery stuff right there. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, whenever I go to Eastern State, it could be the dead of winter. I mean, the dead of summer. 
and it is cold. I'm always freezing in that building. I don't know when you visited. That's funny. Well, we were. I was were sweating. Were you burning? <laughs> yeah. I'm always cold. It's a pr- it was cold. like oppressive and like um, claustrophobic and just mm-hmm. yeah, when heavy. Yeah. When I go there, I just feel like a sense of sadness. You know, I think really? of all the sad people, like the, the sad, the, the how many people just suffered there, you know. So I just get this big sense of sadness. I just feel sorry for them. So oh, yeah. a lot of the time I'm just praying for all the souls as I'm walking through it quietly. I just, I just feel so bad, like, because you know what Ben Franklin wanted. You know the idea behind, like, the, the two-year stay tops one person up to eight years, you know, and then – people getting their hooks in it to make money, you know. It's like the idea is overturned by human folly, really. But I just, I feel so terrible for people who were there and what they experienced because you shouldn't be tortured no, in a and, jail. And this is why I love Eastern State also. Like, what, why it makes me so happy. It's living history. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. teaching us what happened so we don't repeat it again. Mm-hmm. Even though it sometimes does yeah and that's sad too but um it's so amazing there i love it i'm a big philly fan i love philadelphia i love the history of philadelphia good bad or ugly Mm -hmm. and uh eastern state was uh my first love (laughs) (laughs) I, i feel like it's a it's a good example of a failed experiment you know And I think that's why I love Pennsylvania and I'm a homebody and I love to come back to PA is we were one of the first states, you know, and we were this, the entire, we were the capital of the United States for a while. The Keystone State. Yes, we were the Keystone States. But, you know, like, (laughs) you know, Philadelphia was so important to the beginning of of America. We have that, even um, yellow fever. Have, yeah. You know, we have that whole 1793 issue. And so, like, we have all the founding fathers are from there. Edgar Allan Poe lived there for a good portion of his life. <sighs> my first love. So you just got... Is <laughs> bad that my first love is a building? <laughs> no. Because my first love is a guy who wrote all the melancholy. And I did use him as a quote, you know, for this. And I've always wondered if um, Pit and the Pendulum is in a way based off of Eastern State. Well, here's the thing. He went, he and Dickens, right? Mm-hmm. Charles Dickens. Because it was one of the places yeah. he wanted to visit when They're he came here. They're best friends, yes, you they were. You would think they would walk down those hallways together. Yeah. He's never mentioned, but I, I, you have to infer that he lives so close to it anyway, you know, because Poe, the Poe house is in with walking, well, I say walking distance, but we're used to walking around everywhere, yeah. so it's walking distance for me. Um, but just like... It's so visceral. And the idea of being put in the hole or the Klondike, as they call mm-hmm. it, you know, like I just feel that Pit in the Pendulum is based off of Eastern State. And it, listeners, if you know that, Charles Dickens and Edgar Allan Poe were besties. They really were. And um, the Raven is 100% based off of Charles Dickens' uh, Raven that he hated named Grip. Um, his uh, dad brought it to their house and his dad was penniless all the time and asking for money. But, of course, he gives it to dickens children so he can't get rid of the stupid bird it's like oh they have a pet thanks dad you know and so grip the raven lived in the carriage house because his wife could not take the vulgar words the parrot had learned fun yes seriously (laughs) and actually if you go to the museum there in philadelphia grip the raven is stuffed and he's on display i hate to say this but i haven't been to the boat no, no, no. There's oh, a, oh. a museum in Philadelphia. A museum yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but if you look, Grip the Raven's actually on display, and that was the basis. Because originally, the Raven was going to be a parrot. 
I don't. Can you imagine? Think that would work? I know. Would it be called the parrot? <laughs> I know. Poe wanted a creepy bird, and there Never was more. like. <laughs> and he, yeah, if you read his philosophy of composition, he's discussing how like he wanted something creepy, and you know, birds are symbolic of death, but you know, crows—a group of crows—is called a murder. Uh, they don't really repeat words; they're very intelligent. But he needed an animal that would like speak. And he's like, I was stuck. I didn't want to use a freaking colorful parrot, but what parrots else can scary. you? I know. It's a- oh, and like when parrots like <laughs> random have their mental freakouts, they're like. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Shut up! (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! Pose on a comedy tour would made lots more money. Um, But in talking with Dickens, you know, through through letters and whatnot, and all his international tours and whatnot, he learned about grip, and he's like, "What a great idea! A raven! It's black. It's scary. They're humongous. They're like they look like big crows. I love it." And ravens are natural to Pennsylvania, so you think he would have thought of a raven? Yeah, right. <laughs> but well, not too many people know they talk, though. Yeah, that's, that's not true. That's true. Common. Yeah. So yeah, it could have been a parrot, but thanks to Charles Dickens, the raven exists. Hmm. And even though it's a great poem, I don't think it's his best work. It's what he's most renowned for. Um, yeah, I love Poe. <laughs> PJ knows that if Poe were alive, he would have no chance. Yeah. I love you. But Though you don't like that one picture of him smiling. No, he's not. Does he have a creepy smile? I don't think I've ever seen well, it a picture of him wrong. smiling. It just looks wrong. It looks wrong to see Edgar Allan Poe smiling. The thing is, he was a big jokester in real life. Oh, yeah, I know. He was like us. He was like the funniest guy in the whole world. He yeah. was life of the party, but his writing was all dark and macabre. I love it. Yeah, there's oh. one yeah. painting of him smiling. How much smiling. I love the macabre. That's right, see? You've been in my house. We've been fighting over this guy. (laughs) Anyway, so um, you're here to tell your stories. I would like to start off by telling a story from one of my friends. Um, She, her husband asked to keep his name anonymous, which I am okay with. But so they went on a trip to Eastern State. Okay, so since part two is all personal stories and Mm -hmm. our feelings and our opinions about Eastern State, they went there and her husband is like the most gentle, humble person you can imagine. Um, Not that he doesn't believe in ghosts. He's religious. He doesn't really think much about them. He doesn't think they bother him. He's a strong, you know, military (laughs) kind of guy. Um, They go into Eastern State, and this happens to him. Now, our viewers and listeners, I should say, cannot see this, but I want you to see it first, Carrie. Before we... You see that? Yes, makes sense. Yeah, see that? (laughs) Yeah. So on the back of his neck, something scratched a crucifix onto him. And Megan was behind him and she heard him go, ow, ow, what is that? And they pulled down his shirt and a big scratch of a cross. And this is not a guy who would lie. Like that happened at Eastern State to her husband. So there is some spooky stuff going on in there. But I can say I've never really felt scared when I'm there, except death row gives me a weird vibe. Yeah. Well, um, I actually learned something about that, but we'll talk okay. about that next episode. Okay. Um, the, I, the first time we were there. We can talk about it now. We, okay. okay. Well, the first time we were there, um, Death Row definitely had a weird feeling for me. Uh, the second time we visited, I was like taking a picture of a hallway and there's this guy behind me, you know, like trying to, he's taller than me. So he just like took a picture of <laughs> o- over me. Over you. Uh, and so I took a picture of the hallway and I started to walk away and I felt eyes on me. So I turned back and took a picture of like the second story of the same hallway. And 
then like I start walking away and I see the guy like notice my double take and so he leans he's like what's he looking at up there <laughs> what's going on up there <laughs> there wasn't anything in the picture but uh and the other story of me is i i bought a gimbal for my phone and to like you know just have the footage nice and smooth and everything it kept failing on me mm. uh, the battery was not dead it would just because it stayed on it would just because, uh, you know, it's designed to keep the phone steady and it would just go and like lose pow- power to the motor and just kind of sway back and forth. And mm. I had to like turn it off and turn it back on to reset it. And that happened to me three times. And before I just gave up and put it in my pocket. Wow. Creepy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I just felt sad the whole time. Oh, for so. The people who are there. Should I talk about Death Row? Go ahead. So I watched Portals to Hell, Jack Osborne's okay, show. Okay. No, he's a good. He, like he's uh, one that he's Baggins. he's better than Zach Baggins. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. And there it was <laughs> a ghost in the wind. No, <laughs> Zach Baggins. But uh, he they took a psychic like around you know, the place and they're like, do not tell her anything about the place, you know, just have her walk from place to place. And they get to the second story of death row, uh, which most people are not allowed in the second story of death row, but they got up to the second story and immediately she's like, there's something up here. Mm. And she's like, it's not human. It's she's like, this is where it wants to be though. Like it could leave if it wants to, but this is where it's comfortable. And they're like, yeah, we're not coming back here. <laughs> and uh, we don't know. Is this just chipmunk hanging out? It's yeah. not human. Yeah, it's not human. Well, it's there was Pep the dog. Pep the I, dog. I know. Such a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poor Pep. Well, there, there's an update. Dog. There was an update for Pep. I don't know if you. He wasn't it, actually sent to jail. Well, most likely. Yeah. Because they, they did some research and they found documentation of a man who donated a dog yeah. to right. the... Right. Like, I didn't think he really killed, like, yeah. a cat or something like that. I thought it was there to make the prisoners a little exactly, more happy. Yeah, and, like, have, yeah. like, you know... He was actually the goodest dog. The goodest <laughs> dog, yes. The goodest. Anyways. All right. So, <laughs> I just felt sad the whole time. Death Row does creep me out a little bit. Um, but that was pretty much it. Laura and Ray found it really fascinating. Um, Laura said it was, she was just warm the whole time. We were both fanning ourselves. Oh my gosh, it was very warm. Yeah. <laughs> She's, I, I think her general opinion was you can just feel the history. Like there's yeah. just, when you're there, you just, you can see how impenetrable the walls are. You can see the wagon wheel, sure. But you can see like how, sh- how small the doors are to get into these oh, yeah. rooms and how small they are. You can feel the claustrophobia. So there's just um, a feeling of oppression, I think, for most people when they go there. I just felt sad. Although the doors don't bother me because I'm short. So <laughs> I was like, all right, it's cool. You just, just have to duck a little bit. Just imagine. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> what it looked like for the city of Philadelphia back then. Because it yeah. was up on the mountain mm-hmm. or a hill. Because it was called. It's in the- Francisville. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were able to look upon this big, huge castle-like fortress. It's very gothic. And be scared. Yeah. Because. You don't want to go there. You know what they do there? They put you in the iron cag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a thing called a mad. And that chair. was the whole purpose to look like this medieval castle to, um, what's the word? Like repel people from mm-hmm. to inspire good and moral behavior. That's it. But then I look <laughs> at it and I go, Oh my god! 
<laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> I feel terrible, but like, when you're listening to the original like audio tour, and they say the original sentence was supposed to be like at max two years in solitary like, by yourself, you get an hour outside in your exercise yard, and you don't talk to anybody. I looked at Laura and I said, honestly, this would just I could do that. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It but, sounds great, but then when you're in it, I know, yeah. yeah, you know. But the idea is like they gave they give you all the things that you need. They had plumbing, which no one else really had the time period. So you're getting like a nice right, house. The White House didn't even have it yet. I know those hoods though. That's creepy. Okay, well, yeah. that. But like, I th- I honestly, you know, <laughs> after being stuck with children. <laughs> All day, every day. And then, like, being a teacher and having more children to deal with. Especially when uh, you're with mine and he's just a chatterbox. Oh, <laughs> he's one of 80. It's, oh, it's fine. Oh, I just, I don't know. Like, reading the Bible's fine, too. Because, you know, like, I'm a Christian. I do. I read the Bible for fun when I was a kid. Right, and they did some little, like, uh, little chores. Yeah, you had a job. Like that, right. See, like, Chess. Yeah, they play a lot. Well, that was when the when it became an actual prison versus a penitentiary. True. Yeah, that was later. Yeah, the penitentiary, like you learned a craft. So, like, I could I could go and learn how to be a cobbler too, like, and make great cookies. The doom cheek. Uh, In theory, it sounds great. That was a Keebler. <laughs> yeah, Keebler, cobbler, whatever. Anywho, but we're here for you, Carrie. So I know you have a lot to talk about, and this is your first love. So take it away. Well. It was my first love, but I didn't want to go there. I was in Philadelphia for the first time in my life. I was early 20s. It was probably like 2003. And my boyfriend. We were still in high school. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Gen X. (laughs) And I didn't want to go. My uh, boyfriend at the time went downstairs in the hotel. You know, those little pamphlets that they have. Mm-hmm. And he brings it up. And he's like, we should go here. And I'm like, I don't want to go to a penitentiary. I want to go see the Museum of Art. I want to mm-hmm. run up the rocky stairs. I want to see where the independence, Declaration of Independence was signed. I want to do the that. the Liberty Bell. Exactly. Which I, I did end up going to. Yeah. Um, you have to when you're exactly. in Philly. I, uh, we were driving. I was like, okay, I'll give it an hour. We'll be there for an hour, and then we'll go on to better things. <laughs> so I'm driving down that road, that one-way road to uh, Eastern State Penitentiary, and I look up and I see the wall, this huge wall, and I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. What is this beautiful building in the middle of Philadelphia? So we park, and I'm running to this building happier than a <laughs> pig <laughs> and i go in and you just feel the heaviness come mm-hmm. over you and yeah. you're like oh oh this place yes i feel like home and i'm in love and this is the most beautiful place i've ever seen in my life and it is gorgeous it's yeah. gorgeous and i can't believe people built this with their hands and and to, do you know that man only won a hundred dollars for that you mean john Havland? yes a hundred dollars a hundred dollars can you imagine how much was a hundred like nowadays a hundred dollars is like well that time uh, the building was the most expensive building that was ever built in pennsylvania and i believe the world yeah yes i believe so eight hundred thousand dollars i think it took to build it yeah and i walk in and you go down those cute little stairs to where you go to get your and they're all worn out from all the feet well we're talking about 2003 
and you had to sign a waiver. Um, depending on where you had to go, you might have to put on a helmet to protect mm-hmm. your head. And I'm reading the waiver, and it's like, you know, waiver stuff. If you trip, it's not our fault. Please don't, <laughs> you know, touch the walls. There's asbestos, you know, the whole nine yards. And as soon as you walk out of that room, it was again, <gasps> and in love but heavy. Yeah, You know, that heavy yeah. feeling when you walk in there mm-hmm. is is just it's I constant. Ne- I, I don't Even when you're on the yard. It's... I've ever felt that in a building before. I mean, I was young. This was my first, like, heaviness I've ever felt like this. And as soon as I walked in, it was – I was in love. I was in love with the history. I couldn't believe this was here in America. And – where was this my whole life? Why didn't he hear about this in school and anything? Mm-hmm. And I'm just listening to the audio, which is done by what's the actor? Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. We learned if you listen to it, it's Steve Buscemi, oh. not not Stephen Buscemi. I yeah. still say it's Buscemi. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. He pronounced his own name. I don't care, Steve. You got it wrong. He'll <laughs> just say Buscemi. <laughs> but um, I walk in. I get done with the first. Uh, cell block and then you're in the middle room and then it's again and there's one part back then you couldn't you go up those little stairs and you come back down was that cell block it's the two store oh one. yeah so, yeah and i'm i do that and then i'm i'm up there i'm looking i'm up there i'm looking i'm taking pictures there's nobody there sorry <laughs> there's nobody there so i'm walking downstairs and I'm just constantly seeing people upstairs. I'm like, who are these people upstairs? Like, why can't I get upstairs? So I walk up to an employee and I'm like, can I get upstairs with those people? Like, what's going on? And she's like, there's no people up there. What are you talking about? I'm like, we got to take her away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm seeing people going in and out of cells up there. And she's like, no, there's nobody up there. They're not allowed up there. There's nobody up there. So that was my first spooky. Like ghost experience. Yes. I can't say ever, but because when I was little, there's a whole different story. But anyway, um, where I was like, oh, this place, this place is. It's real. It's yeah. deep. It's real. Mm-hmm. If there's any place that would be haunted or have anything, it would be there. Mm-hmm. It would it would have to be there because it's just terrible and beautiful at the same time. Not, not what happened to these people, these poor people, but like just like the back and forth of the feeling. Mm-hmm. was gut-wrenching. Yeah, it gets mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Because I felt happy and sad at the same time, and I'm seeing things that I'm, I can't explain. And I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like, Mom, do you know this place? She's like, of course I do. Don't you watch the Ghost Hunters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is the Ghost Hunters? What are you talking about, Mom? Um, so that was really my first experience in there. And then, of course, the Ghost Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, about a year and a half, maybe two years after my first visit there. First of all, spent the whole day there. wasn't an hour until we it's for closed. A good couple hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was there from opening to closing that day, and then the next day. Oh wow! Opening to closing, <laughs> but then I went to see the Liberty Bell. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get some other history in exactly, there, exactly, <laughs> which is beautiful. And Final see the Liberty Bell. <laughs> oh, it's cracked. I don't want to see this piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Liberty Bell. The um, just everything, you know, Bell ran up those rocky stairs. Terminal Market. Oh, that's the market. Mm. The market. The Reading Terminal. Oh, yeah. 
such great. Get your cheesesteak there. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else. Or gyro. They make good gyros they do. there, too. They make everything good there. Parking yeah. is free if you get like your parking ticket across. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Listeners, if you're in Philadelphia, the Reading Terminal. Yes. Go there. Oh. Or Jack's Unless, Firehouse. <laughs> yeah, or Jack's oh, Firehouse. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you're going to spend, okay, listeners, spend like three days in Philly because you got to see Liberty Bell, obviously. But um, when you're done with Eastern State, you just walk across the street, literally, mm-hmm. to it looks like a firehouse. It's Look an old, for, fi- it is it an is. old firehouse. I forget yeah. what year. Was it like 1906? It's a, it looks old. It definitely looks old. It has a sign that says Jack's, and I'm like, Carrie said to go to the firehouse, and PJ's like, it, this looks like a it's firehouse. It's a firehouse. But it says Jack's. It doesn't say firehouse. Well, we were happy yeah. to be there. It well. looks like the old Ghostbusters headquarters. Yes, it yeah. does. They still have the bar that you can slide down in the middle of the dining room. Yeah. Did you see it? We saw all of it. Yeah, it was yeah, gorgeous. There's a dining room up there, I guess, you can rent to like oh, you know, cool. weddings or mm-hmm. parties. But uh, anyway, Ghost Hunters. Yes, Ghost Hunters. <laughs> um. I was lucky enough to go on a ghost hunt with them at Eastern State Penitentiary. Of course, I had to pay for it. There was other people. Um, it was about three days of events. Oh, wow. And um, they split you up. And it was a great time. Uh, to be in Eastern State in the darkness was insane. I think I sent you a picture. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I took a picture with my flashlight on. I took a picture with my flashlight off. It was pitch I didn't black. See that. Oh, really? I, I think said, I oh, sent it to only my Facebook messages. Okay. And um, Carrie and I are friends, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> she sends me things that you don't get. So the first section that we went into was the, uh, I forget, cell block 12, 14, 13, but it's the infamous episode when the ghost hunters are there and they get that black figure running upstairs so i'm up there maybe like i think it was jason and steve and maybe grant and some other people and maybe three or four of us who paid to be there of course mm-hmm. and i'm getting out my stuff my little recorder my you know all my little gadgets <laughs> everything has fresh batteries in it and all of a sudden everything just dies just Completely dies. Mm-hmm. Almost like what happened to you with your incident with your camera thing. But yeah. just like everything dies. So I'm like, what's going on? So I have my little book bag full of extra batteries. And I'm like, I'm putting new batteries in. And then one by one, everybody's batteries just die. Mm. I'm like, this is a little weird. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can't explain it. You know? I mean, you always, like, in your mind, you always think of a way to explain, explain these things. Mm-hmm. Explain it away so you don't scare yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why your mind does what it does, right? Yeah. So we were just all looking at each other and we're like, okay, all right. So we're going in and out of the rooms, the cells, and the scratches start to happen on somebody who's walking with me. Mm. And I'm looking at her back and I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is my first time ghost hunting in my life or experiencing ghost hunting. And I'm seeing this happen with my own eyes. And I'm like... What did it make a fun design like a crucifix? It was just it was just scratches down oh, the back. Oh. It was it was completely you could see the the hand. Like, oh yeah, you could make it out completely. And I'm like, she goes, I just felt like it was burning. Like I felt burning. That's what he said. The the husband, yep, just burning. And I'm like, okay. So you know, we leave that section, and uh, you know, it's it's even heavier at night. Well, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I'm freezing. Because every time I go to Eastern State Penitentiary, I am cold. 
And I can't explain that either. Why am I so cold? <laughs> um, then I, uh, you know, it's the end of the day, the night, and it's almost time for me to leave. So I'm like, okay, I'm saying goodbye to everybody. You know, we're doing little recordings here and there. And I leave. And I'm in the car with my boyfriend at the time. And I keep on looking behind me in the back seat. And I'm like, what is going on? So I keep on looking in the back seat. And I'm like, why do I feel like somebody is sitting in the back seat of my car? So, you know, you kind of like explain it away. Oh, I'm just scared. Got because the jitters. Of, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. It's a long night. Right, you know. So go home. And uh, it's the next day. And my boyfriend at the time is at work. And I'm home. And I'm upstairs. I'm doing the laundry. And I hear something, so I come downstairs. So it was one of those staircases that wasn't straight down there, staircase. It was like it a, turns it like turns. mine. Yeah. So I'm on the landing, and all of a sudden, push down the stairs. Isn't that the most annoying but also horrifying moment? <laughs> like, because that happened to me in the the basement, like the top here, the landing is. Right. I got shoved down twice by something, and I the first time I explained it away. The second time, I was just, I was angry. Oh, I was angry. It's like, it's a staircase. Don't break my neck. I don't want to join you. Not in this basement. Well, now I would. But, you know, before, it was scary down here. <laughs> oh, I was so angry. I was crying because I, I hurt my tailbone. Yeah. But I was angry. And I'm sitting on the bottom of that stair, well, case, and I'm screaming at whoever did this. I am. I am saying words that I won't say. Because my mm -hmm. mother will Thank probably you. listen yes. to. My <laughs> podcast doesn't have bad words on it. And then I say to whoever pushed me, get the out of my house. Mm -hmm. You want to be here? You could get the garage. You could go in the garage. <laughs> you stay in the garage. You are in the garage. Get into the garage. And that is where you're staying. You're not welcome anywhere else but my garage right I'm now. In my car alone. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. And nothing really happened in the house again. Um, there was a death in the house. So like, I kind of felt good about that because the person who passed away was my boyfriend at the time's grandfather and he was a sweet, sweet man. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of felt safe that way. Um, so every time I went into the garage, I was like, next time I go to Eastern State Penitentiary, you're coming with me. <laughs> it is time in the car. You're to going go home. home. <laughs> exactly. And, and tell you the truth, I did that. And I... Never experienced anything at home again. No, you know, you walk around like, you better be there. You're not in that garage still, are you? Um, so about, I want to say the next day. I wish yelling at it would have made our thing go away. I know, right? I don't, I see part of me is like, was that smart? Well, they say <laughs> you're supposed to like take control and like, mm -hmm. you know, be empowered. But ours is a demon, so. <laughs> Mine just probably stole a horse and was there for two yeah, years because right. <laughs> that was like the most common right like that and, yeah stealing horses and like just general larceny yeah yeah so i'm listening to my recordings from the ghost hunting and uh i'm just listening to it and listening to it and it's like mostly like just like conversations that you hear that you're having with people mm -hmm. and if we hear somebody walking by you know you're like okay somebody just walked by it's like an actual human being walking by, you know, oh, somebody sneezed. It was an actual human being sneezing, you know, like you're tagging all these things. And then I get to that recording that I sent you. I sent it to a friend of mine who I made there and they were able to just like slice it up and, you know, make it what it is right yeah. now. So it's not like 
I haven't got to, what, 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 what number was it on? It was like 300. Like, okay. What timestamp? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm so happy I still have that recording. Thank goodness for emails. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, this was the recording I heard and uh, the chills. From 2003 or? Uh, four, four, five-ish. Okay. We were graduating high school. Okay. <laughs> One more time. I know. Oof. You know, it's sad and scary at the What's same time. What's it saying, Carrie? It's saying, help me, please. Yeah, so if you listen, guys. So let's play more. Yep. It's just creepy because it sounds like a little kid, you it know? It does. And there was children there. there. Were, yeah, there was a juvenile section. Do you think it was a child or a female? It could have been a female, too, but there ha- there's there that resonance of, of a child. Yeah. Also, babies were born there. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just like Penhurst. Oh, yeah. And I know, I think one of the warden's daughters... Like his, one of his granddaughters were born there, I think. And one of the one of them actually was taught by an inmate too, who she called like think Mammy or something like that. Yeah. You know? I don't know how I feel about having children there when it was yeah, right. running. That yeah. seems very scary for a child at that time. Yeah. yeah. Like I would not have handled it. I'd been like, no, thank you, goodbye. <laughs> I think they have like like kids, like fourteen year old. That really bothers me. But anyway, so fantastic EVP, right? I feel, and sad, that's why I just feel crazy. sad when I'm there. I just get this feeling of sadness. Anyway, so you got that. Then what happens? <sighs> well, I went back to Eastern State Penitentiary. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring everybody that I meet or love there. Like my husband who was sitting behind me or next <laughs> to me. Um, I love Eastern State Penitentiary. It is scary. Um, every time I'm there, something happens. You know, you get touched. You hear something. Uh, it's um, a little uh, insane. Um, I befriended some people who work there, and I was lucky enough to say, can I go upstairs in the guard tower? Sure. <laughs> now, that is scary. If you do not like heights, I would not go up there at all. Uh, PJ, I have a new trip See, for you. See, I would do it anyway. Well, the thing is, is that it is like you're on your knees, you're crawling, you're like going through little like angles, and it's it's uh oh wow because they built that on later, yes. right? Yeah, oh, much yeah, later. That was like fifties, yeah. like I think they said. I know they built it on. They were built. On. Yeah, they built it on later because they had a huge population, so they needed it. Yeah, it's um. You're, it's, it's so hard to explain because I love it there, but it's so scary and it's like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, Eastern State is just filled with it. And every time I'm there, I'm like, hi guys, what's up? I'm talking to nobody, but I'm just like, hey. Hey, ghost, it's your boy. <laughs> Do not come home with me ever again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wish I can go back there at night. I mean, I've been, I've done other things at night. I've done some VIP tours at night where you get to go down into the hole, which is just oh. a different experience. Um, those cells are oh, they're tiny. Yeah. Like you are crawling in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't imagine, like, you, you, you're that, there to be in silent and be in solitude. And then there was that. And that's just a different level for me. Like, I understand, you know, having solitary confinement. But when you listen to the audio tour and they discuss the Klondike, which is the mm-hmm. hole, like, there were people who went in there. And there was one kid named Jimmy. And I say the word kid because the way the guy told the story, yeah. he went there for about 30 days, came out, and he was, like, blind. 
because of the sensory deprivation. And that's the kind of story you get from Pit and the Pendulum from Poe, too, is the idea like what happens when you are by yourself with nothing for your brain because your brain needs stimulation. And that's that's why I, I firmly believe I would I need to do more research. But I believe that Pit and the Pendulum is based off of um, Eastern State because what happens when your brain has nothing to do? It has to invent something because your brain needs it needs to do something, it needs to see something, it needs to think something. Mm-hmm. So if you are deprived of everything, scent and smell and sight, your brain's going to create things. Just like you do when you have dreams. You know, your brain is kind of creating things and under going through with the thought process and putting stuff in long-term memory. Sleep is important. But your brain needs to be active. And so that's why in The Pit and the Pendulum, you have this guy who probably was never tied to a table, never had this pendulum swing back and forth. There was never the scimitar happening. But his brain invented that. And he goes completely insane. And that's why you have, like, a lot of Poe's short stories, they have that maniacal laughter. Because this, this person goes completely insane due to being put in solitary, you know, in a way. So I just, I don't know, I, I wonder... I gotta look into it and see. <laughs> it's insane, right? I know. It's it's like even just not even your brain, your whole body. I mean, you're in there. You're not oh, eating. Yeah. You're not drinking enough. Yeah. Your your body's breaking down, and and you're even going crazier. It's like what's like, especially in that hole mm-hmm. at Eastern State, and it's so close to death row. And then you're in there, and you can hear everything outside. I mean. When they were playing outside, when people, when the prisoners were are playing outside, which is insane, they can hear the school. There's a school behind Eastern mm-hmm. State Penitentiary. They can just hear the kids playing, and that has to be hard yeah. to deal with, especially if you're a kid there, mm-hmm. and then you're hearing those kids outside playing. Well, wasn't there a story about, like, when they're playing baseball, they throw the baseball over, over the fence? Yeah, yeah. they had, and like, they would write notes. Drugs and get drugs in, and yeah. they were trying to figure out how they were getting drugs in, and that's... Yeah. Um, smart. I tell you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you should have used that brain for something else, maybe. But <laughs> smart, smart. You know, inventive and 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 it's just like I like how you just start a conversation about Eastern State and Carrie's like, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did bring you the transcripts. That's right. for the tours. So super exciting. Yes, and I get to like keep that, right? Yes, yes. yes I have it on our my computer. It's all good. Um. I did do a – I won a contest for Eastern State Penitentiary once where I they do something every Halloween. It's something different now, but back then it was a big fundraiser for them. It was called Terror Behind the Walls. I see you're wearing the shirt. Of course, it's my vintage Terror Behind the Walls <laughs> shirt um, where I, I don't remember how I won. I think it was like maybe a radio station or a raffle. And I was able to go into Eastern State alone, just me and, you know, workers. Mm-hmm. And it was their haunted house thing. Their, their whole thing. And it was just me able to go through that. Mm. And they all knew my name. Nah. That was probably the best haunted house I've ever been in. That that moment. Oh, because like you'd hear whispers <laughs> of your name. And- Hi, Carrie. What are you doing? <laughs> Come over here. Look at this. No, thank you. Uh, no, it's Carrie. Nothing. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, of course. There was Where are we one- going? <laughs> When uh, my husband and I, the last time we went to uh, Terror Behind the Walls, they had a, what was it called? They would put a big red X on your face. And that means you're allowed to be touched and pulled into the scene. 
that was fun too because it's just a different experience. And and with the Halloween uh, haunted houses at these um, historical sites, this one I love because it was to to preserve. It was to yeah. fix the roofs, to fix the leaking, to open up these um, cells or new these, areas, right? New yeah. areas, the kitchen, the the, the hole, even mm. to, yeah. to. We saw several cells that were yeah. being renovated when we were there. Yeah, it's a big fundraiser for them. And um, they do get a lot of people there. It's insane. Um, But they don't have that anymore. They have Halloween nights, I think it's called. And it's more like speakeasies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do the speakeasy by Al Capone. So, and that's a whole other story. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) He uh, went a little mad in there. Because that's when he started hearing the voices. Jimmy. Yep. Yep. Jimmy. <laughs> There's actually a really cute story about his cell. Did you hear about there was a little boy who was touring Eastern State Penitentiary and he comes over to Al Capone's cell and he uh, goes, this isn't like correct. Like this radio was built in this time. Why do you have it here? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And they changed the whole room around it. Because I, I was going to say, that. it's very it different very, from yeah. the last time we were there. Yeah. Yep. I was like, that's that's mm. a good kid. Smart yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> so proud. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Young Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a cute little ghost story about my kitty cats, the kitty cats. Yes. I want you have the whole story there, right? Right. I have my, I like little notes here and there. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start out with, in Eastern State Penitentiary, there's a lot of art and mm-hmm. um, I don't know what else you would they call They do it. like displays. Like displays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, art collections. Right. When I first went to Eastern State Penitentiary, there was um, a woman named Linda Brenner. And she was a sculpturist. And she heard this great story about this man who I'm in love with, um, where... He, in 1971, Eastern State closed, and he was working at the um, town hall. That's it. The town hall. He was working at town hall, and he was told, you need to take care of Eastern State Penitentiary Why it's closed. You need to, you know, go there and make sure, you know, nobody's breaking in. So he's in there, and there is a family of cats living in Eastern State Penitentiary, and he would take care of these cats. His name is Dan McLeod, and he was known as Dan the of Cat. The Clan McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone else got highlighter references? McMeowd. McMeowd. <laughs> he was an absolute saint in my eyes. I love kitty cats so much. Cats are the most amazing thing in the world, and I'm trying to look for that. So he would feed the cats, and I want to say in 19. 19- 83 maybe he was told he needs to go back he needs to go back to town hall and do his normal job okay and he was like i have all my little kitty cats here so yeah three days a week every week he would go into eastern state penitentiary and he would feed these family of stray cats who were taking care of eastern state penitentiary probably with their rodent problem and um (laughs) He did this for, I want to see, what is it, 27 years, 28 years? Wow. Every week, three days a week. Did the cat family keep getting bigger and bigger because yes, they weren't I want to say, <laughs> right, exactly. So what happened was it was about 38 to 40 cats that he was taking yeah, care of. Yeah, that was going to wow. be a And um, uh, he, they were uh, taking, the, the city was like, we're going to need to, you know, 
get these cats fixed. So they they took the cats, they fixed them, and they put them back into the Eastern State <laughs> Penitentiary, and he was still taking care of them. Um, I took a picture for you because you of the art. Yeah, because you, you're you going to have the art display, right? Yes. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. So this lovely artist, Linda, to honor the story of Dan the Cat Man. McMeowed. That's <laughs> <laughs> PJ, his name. She him. made an, uh, sculptures of what they were called ghost cats. And there were these beautiful sculptures of these beautiful white cats sprinkled all over Eastern State. And they were, it was like a little game, like hide and seek, find the cats. And what I didn't know, what I learned when I was reading about Dan and Linda, every year, Eastern State Penitentiary employees would take the cats and hide them other places. So you didn't know where they were. Oh, that's awesome. So they were like ghosts, like find the ghost, hunt the ghost. <laughs> so it was like my, one of my, a lot for a while, of they, bad, were, they weren't they lined up for a while outside. Yeah, on they the were. Van? They were everywhere. There was like she made thirty nine cats. Well, that and makes they sense. were one for every cat that was yes. there. Yes, and um, they were beautiful. They were gorgeous, and I love her too. Sorry for your picture that I took. Sure, it's the first picture I took when I walked in because I saw it. Like literally, this is us. This picture of us walking into into Eastern State. This is me taking a picture of the Eastern State sign, and then I saw this and I took a picture of it for you. They still have one. <gasps> they still have a kitty. Isn't yes. it so cute? It, they were so white when I went there. Yeah, they this were one's gray. <laughs> yes. Like, I saw your picture. I mean, was it? it? It's just one in a window. I'm guessing it's like one of the, because when you look in the windows, it must be some kind of like. The offices. Yeah, it's, one of the yeah, offices. they have offices. Because yeah. when you first walk in and, and you're going through the doors, you can go straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go straight. That's where the line is when you do um, the terror behind the walls. It's that way. Okay. So and that's where all the offices are. Yeah. Cuz this is like inside. So yeah, picture of your of a kitty cat. There's just yeah. one that I could see. But I there think you go. She, I think they were sold. Like I think she did sell them Probably for make some money. Maybe yes. make yeah. money for the renovations. Yeah, I I I don't know where the money went. I couldn't find it. I'm sure people would pay quite a bit for oh, on a, that's an the, Eastern State cat. The one good oh. thing about Eastern State, too, is like all the money that they raise goes back to renovating it to keep this yes. history alive, which yeah. I think like how Penhurst. it should go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay um yeah so i love these i love this man he actually um in the prison where he fed the kitty cats he actually hung up a beautiful quote if i can find it on my paper if less you know the quote by heart no go ahead <laughs> take care of god's animals and he will take care of you and this is a saying because i i was looking up dan and i found some um his obituary because he sadly passed away um this was a saying that he just said all the time Mm -hmm. he really believed it he was taking care of god's animals he was taking care of cats which is my you know me you know me and cats i told you you, he's the next saint francis of assisi that's what i decided (laughs) we need more people like him we do and it's a beautiful, happy story that happened at a terrible place where terrible things happen. I mean, I love the place. Not terrible place, but terrible things happen <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And this, when I first went there and I heard this story, I was just so happy. Which is there's beauty in everything. Exactly. Because, like, yes, it's a beautiful building. You walk in. It's heavy. You see these beautiful white cats. And you're like, what is this? And then you learn that there is good in the world, mm-hmm. even though this is not the place you would think good yeah. in the world would happen <laughs> you know but i love him i wish i could meet him <laughs> we will one day in heaven oh, and, and with the all ta- the cats the city i forget cats. what organization did this but they actually paid him twenty thousand dollars back 
for the cat food Aww. that he wow. bought out of pocket. I'm sure, but yeah, for 40 cats. Because he, he took care of them out of his own pocket. Good man. Amazing. Love him. Love Dan the cat man. Dan the cat man. And then the Linda. Me- the what was her last name? Linda Brenner and her ghost, ghost cats. One's the, on display. One, one. You can find the ghost. Go a little ghost hunting and find that ghost cat for me. Wasn't hard to find. <laughs> well, most cats, you know, they want attention, right? Yeah. <laughs> this one's right there in the window. You know, I never heard of any stories at Eastern State Penitentiary where people see animals. Yeah. Never. Well, there um, actually, there's a live cat now. I had I wanted to get spooky stories for mm-hmm. my part three. So we're there. I was asking different workers, okay, so what stories do you have? Because you work here. You had to have seen or heard something. No one has seen or heard anything. They've never had, like, they've never had any experiences. But the one guy said, well, the scariest thing was I was walking down one of the cells, uh, one of the, the cell blocks, and something black ran out for me. I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening. I finally get to see something. He's like, it was a black cat. And I learned that there's a neighbor who has a black cat, and the cat just comes over here. So we feed it, and then it goes home. That was probably the most scary thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so there is still a cat in Eastern that State. That kind of makes me very happy. I got to tell you, it's a lovely area of Philadelphia. Every time yeah. I'm walking there, um, I see people walking out of their, I don't know if they're brownstones, right? Are they? Yeah, like little, but they're, they're nice. Little, they're right. Oh, they're beautiful and they're so kind and they all have animals and they're, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful section of Philadelphia. You can walk to the Museum of Art. Yep. You can walk right there. And uh, it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is. If that cat's name is not Binks or Salem, they messed up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they had one job. I hope his name is Dan. Oh, that's... <laughs> all right, you're right. All right, fine. <laughs> given. It's a given. <laughs> all right, what other stories do you have for us? Well, that was it, right? That's it? I think right. so. I believe so. Okay, creepy yeah. stories. Got Dan the man. I love Dan the man. Oh, but you have a personal story about John. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So my you're son, so obsessed with Eastern State. So my son is his name is John, and he is going to be twelve next month. And his first steps were right outside of Eastern State Penitentiary. In the back, there's a little playground. I think it's called the Pen, actually. That little playground. <laughs> I think it's called the Pen, and he did his little first steps there. And uh, I have a lot of pictures of him as a baby outside the walls. Yeah, she sent me so many pictures. <laughs> yes, because I, I didn't want to bring him in there. You know, yeah. there, there, at that time, there was probably some more asbestos oh, around. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Like, you know, and we took him in 2019, right before, right before COVID. Right before COVID and everything shut down. And that was the last time we went, unfortunately, because everything got shut down and... You we moved, moved in, like, and, what, 2016? That, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, 15, yeah. 16, somewhere around there. Because I had already had Sofa and Eli. It was, we did a trip with my reading club at my old, our old job. Now, you know you and I have a lot of weird coincidences. Coincidences. Like the the armored division, the wolf division. Yes. You know, the Hellcats. Hellcats. That gave me chills. Right. And uh, the spooky stuff and, you know, with mm-hmm. my son, too. And and wouldn't it be weird if we were in Eastern State Penitentiary at the same time? We just didn't realize it? Nope. We walked past each other. I'd probably give you the cold shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you saw the, the angry faces because I was there with 50 kids. 
<laughs> you were there with 50 kids? So my it reading was a lot. club, I don't it was enough. It, well, yeah. My reading club was the most popular club at the school. Would you think reading club of all the clubs? But it was banging. All right. Any of my listeners out there who were my former students, it was the club to be in. We did so many good things for the school too. They had to go on field trips all the time. We, we'd raise so much money. It yeah. was, we were rocking. It was a really good club. Um, but yeah, Eastern State was probably our best trip we ever took. And I like that because we played on, uh, I think it was the Chinese Lantern Festival. And they had yeah, that's a, right. yeah. They had rides. And so I was like, I'm going to go ride that carousel. But I refused to ride anything except for the eagle. I'm going to ride that eagle. We have pictures of me going, Hwah! as I'm riding the eagle. Uh, I waited in line so I can get on the eagle. Like, I'm like, you guys go ahead of me. I'm going. I'm on the next <laughs> one. I'm on the next one. Like, I was just shoving people through so I can go on the eagle. That is funny. But I bet maybe because there's there's other weird coincidences. Because before I even knew you, you made that podcast about where I grew up, where you found the well, not you guys, where they oh the crone of the Catskills. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. She's from there. Oh yes. Oh, my uncle used to have a store right over there. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And I was like, when I didn't know about it, so I go and I look at the history of that when it was found. So then I look at my Facebook pictures because I'm like, there was one day that I was over there and I found a huge bone. And I look at the picture, same time. Oh my God. <laughs> Dinosaur bone. I was like, I'm glad I did not take that bone home. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty big. It was pretty big. But that that's a beautiful area also. That Apart from the I hear the, the Catskill Mountains are just great places it is to go it is hiking. it's beautiful like any watering spot in any city or town city town it's called the blue hole <laughs> there's the blue hole that's down with the jersey devil like you're yeah, sure yeah, yeah everywhere there's a blue hole everywhere right yeah <laughs> all right well we want to say thank you for being here oh, for part two really appreciate it's um, a pleasure i'm gonna call you our eastern state expert expert even i mean you don't because you've lived there pretty much in your entire life. <laughs> so thank It's my you. first love. You never forget your first love, right? <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> Especially when there's so much nightmarish stuff happening. Well, I think I first fell in love just the way it looked. It's, it's, it is beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. Um, we also want to give a shout out to Penny for the gifts she gave us. Already there is a Mothman squishy right in front of uh, PJ. He's so great. He, look at his little buns. Got a little oh butt. my god, he's got a butt. He's got a little butt. <laughs> and he didn't see that until no. like, I point out, I'm like, look, it's a little, t- little tushy tushy. <laughs> it's a little tushy. It's a tushkis. A tushkis, as my mom would say. Tuchus, yeah, a tushkis. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a, she got me a book. It's fantastic. Uh, so thank you, Penny. We really appreciate it. Um, part three will be all the spooky stuff that has happened or will be happening Can't probably wait for in the future. Episode. Yeah. And Jackie's going to go over all the um, disgusting but true things that happened there, medically speaking. Uh, medically Ugh. torturing. I can speaking. wait for that part. We can wait for that part, yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you all for listening and have a great night. And remember, think spooky thoughts.